Laude Podcast. Hello, 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 Ankedu. Welcome back to another episode of Loud It Podcast. Just a disclaimer. Oh, by the way, I'm Nedensa. But just a disclaimer. My family are downstairs currently watching, I think it's Spain versus Germany, the World Cup match. So if you hear any screams, it's them. Okay? Nobody's getting hurt anywhere. Just it's them. <laughs> but thank you guys for, for coming back to my podcast. Um, I don't know why I felt the need to say that re- today. I'm always thankful, but maybe I don't say it. So, yeah, thank you guys for coming and for tuning in this week. Um, firstly, I just wanted to discuss... Well, I've been saying her name wrong this whole time. I've been saying Ghislaine Maxwell, but I heard them saying this documentary... Jelaine, Jane, Jelaine. Nah, I forgot. Galen, 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 Galen. Something like that, Maxwell, right? I'm guessing you guys know who I'm trying to talk about. I hope, but if you hear Jeffrey Epstein, you hear her name, right? So that's the woman I'm talking about. So if you guys haven't watched it already, the documentary is out on Netflix and it just pretty much confirms things that we saw publicly, like in the court cases themselves, as well as just theories people had because of so much evidence that came out and what we were all believing. But it gave so much more in terms of her background. So things I didn't know about the family I didn't know about the Maxwell family actually I didn't know about the dad and oh it's not helpful that I've forgotten his name let me google Jelaine Maxwell dad let's see um Robert Maxwell there we go so Robert Maxwell big time known person thing I think he was known as like a what do you call I think no I forgot now um it wasn't like a Czechoslovak born British media proprietor something like that that's what he was known as and he was like a member of parliament he was suspected as a spy, a fraudster. There's like so much into his history. But he was very, 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 very wealthy. So understanding how Ghislaine, Ghislaine, I'm going to stick with Ghislaine. Um, just understanding how Ghislaine was brought up by this person, this man, Robert, her father. And she actually has siblings as well. I don't know why I just assumed she was an only child, but she does have siblings. She does definitely have a brother and one sister, at least. Like, those are the two I saw in this documentary. Um, but how they grew up, the father just... Ugh, I don't think he was in love with his wife, did not care for her. Um, and she was kind of just like a sitting, a sitting duck. 
she didn't really have much say in the house, if any um, people who were guests, family, friends saw this dynamic. Um, so obviously the kids would have seen this all growing up. And um, basically the dad would make, how do I, how do I describe this? The dad would make the kids every year have to give like a case of what they've done that year and what they plan to achieve the next year. If he was dissatisfied with their answer and their business case, in essence, that's how I took it, um, he would whip them with, I think it was a belt. Well, he would whip them with something, right? So, oh, do I need to say trigger warning? Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. If you don't know about the Jeffrey Epstein case, um, child molestation, sexual assault, child abuse, um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. So definitely a lot of trigger warning there. Um, I don't know why people say trigger warning and don't say what the trigger is. That's that's a question for another day. But that's what the triggers are, I think, that I'm going to be covering here. Um, but yeah, so basically he used to make the, the kids do that once a year or something like that. And if he wasn't satisfied, he would he would reprimand them. Um, and yeah, like the ones he reprimanded who would then have to write an essay to him, um, basically saying sorry and just apologising in a, in a whole essay. So this is how they've now grown up. These are young kids growing up in this sort of household where the mother doesn't really have say. Um, I took the vibe as, I might be wrong, but I took the vibe as they were out of love. Um, he just treated her like nothing. She couldn't say or do anything. Um, I assume she didn't leave because, you know, like she probably didn't have anything else outside of that marriage. Um, because it sounds like it was all his riches. So that's that's how I took it anyway. And for some reason, G Ghislaine took, in essence, if you really deep it, kind of just took her dad's side because she was just in awe of him. And he would take her around to these all like social light events and have her on his arm as like his crown, or his pride jewel. Like, he would just take her around and just be so happy with the way she looks. Like, like yeah, she's beautiful, she's my daughter. Like, it was just, I don't know, borderline crossing something. But it doesn't sound like there was any actual, you know, acts in that sense. He was just super proud in a weird, in a very, very, very weird way. Um, there could be more to that story, we just don't know. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's just how she's now grown up. One day... Um, things come out in the media of him, is it like not paying his staff or something? I can't remember the full story, even though I just watched it today, but something to do with money. Um, and it seems a couple of days later, maybe three, four days later, he goes on this major yacht cruise or something going somewhere and he's not found. He's, he's found... Um, a few days later or so, not alive. Unfortunately, he had passed away and he was found actually in the water, in the ocean. So, yeah, 
Like, it could be so many speculations out there on whether maybe he offed himself, unfortunately, or whether it was, you know, one of the people, his employees, that was not happy with something that happened, you know, money-wise, like I was mentioning earlier. So, yeah, don't really know how it happened that he did, he did pass away, that he did you know, suddenly be found in the water that he was found in the ocean. So there's that. And Ghislaine, basically, she was she was really just following her dad. She was just following everything he did. And yeah, like his money was her money. And all the socialites she was getting was for, through him because he was just this big, powerful, bad man. Um... And he was just so well known, like so in across so many countries around the world. Well, it sounds more like in Europe and in America, by my understanding anyway. So, yeah, like that's, oh gosh, okay, I'm guessing someone scored. <laughs> I don't even know who my family are rooting for, the way they're screaming. We are neither Spanish or German in this household. Guys, calm down. <laughs> you'd think it was Nigeria plane the way they're screaming <laughs> but okay so back to the story yeah like it's just she really just relied on her dad in that sort of sense and she was well known even to the royal family in the UK right so it was it went as far as the queen at the time um yeah so that's that's kind of like the backstory for that and of course when he passed away it seems like she found the same sort of man her dad was in in Jeffrey Epstein and they actually started off having a relationship and I I mean I get the vibe that he didn't want to marry her or continue anything in the end because he likes underage women allegedly I mean it was never fully confirmed or denied because he passed away in the prison but no 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 he was sentenced he was sentenced yeah he was sentenced I take back the allegedly <laughs> but yeah so it's I guess that's that's what Ghislaine saw in him and she stayed there for longer than she really needed to but it was because he was obviously doing what her dad was doing for her before, opening new doors, and she needed that money, because without him, she didn't have coins like that, not to the extent, I'm sure she had coins, um, the documentary sounded like, or made it sound like she wouldn't have coins at all, but nah, like to be that level, she, she probably had coins somewhere, um, I know that the dad kind of shagged them, um, in his passing, so yeah, like she was obviously trying to also get away from everything there and I'm sure the rest of the family were um but like the whole the whole court case everything that happened with the witnesses with the with the survivors this woman I, I think they're right like psychopath is probably the description for her and with with you know sprinkles of narcissism because it's just crazy how much she did so confidently, so brazenly, did not care at all. But then you go on to Prince Andrew, 
Prince Andrew's the next person in my list anyway that allegedly, I mean, there's pictures with Virginia who, yeah, like, you can't say you didn't know that girl when there's pictures with you and her when she was very young and Ghislaine, okay? So there's a lot of people lying in that story and unfortunately, we we don't know the full truth because there's so many celebrities who definitely knew about things, who were definitely part of things, and yeah, they're just basically counted on Galene not to say anything. I think that's the reality. Even with Jeffrey himself, he he committed suicide in prison. I don't know if it was, you know, other people knew that he had a lot of dirt on them, so whether it was like a self-inflicted suicide, if it was because of other things, if it was done by someone else, who knows, who knows, who actually knows. But if you guys haven't watched that documentary, I know I've given a <laughs> terrible description, but it was very interesting. It was about an hour, 40 minutes, roughly there or so. It's not like a different episodes kind of thing. It's just like... A movie in essence but I enjoy those kind of things very interesting for me and I'm just oh gosh it's just so sad because there's so many people in power in different countries all around the world and I just side die so many because you just never know you can never never know and the more power people have I've always believed no let me not say always like I came out of the womb believing this but for quite a few years I've been of this belief that the more power you have the more evil there is somewhere there and it's quite unfortunate that there is often this correlation that we always see I can't even think of one big celebrity where I would be like, oh yeah, I just can't imagine anything at all. Because you never know. That's the reality. And when they're big, big, hmm, you just never know what's really hidden in their closet, what skeletons are in their wardrobe. (sighs) But you can't even just say them. People with even less power are also doing nonsense. And that's that's the reality, that's the world we live in. I feel like, I feel like the world is coming to an end. I say this to my mum all the time and now she laughs and says it even before I do. And she's like, oh, Ned and So is right. Like the world is ending because it feels like it. Sometimes I'm just there like the way people's brains work, your minds are so dirty. Like no much, not, there's not enough soap in this world that will cleanse that level like who thinks of such horrible 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 things and then to act on it and then to not feel anything as you do it as well and then after you've done the evil the the, oh the nonsense that you've done then you don't even feel some kind of remorse something something no It seems like there's a lot of people out there that are like this. And, okay, this is a massive pivot. But 
no, no, let me not even go there. <laughs> it's too much of a massive jump. But it just, yeah, there's so many documentaries. People are always saying like, oh yeah, we're getting desensitised because there's so many documentaries that are being released. And you know what? I agree to some extent. I agree because, of course, the more you see something, the more normal, unfortunately, it becomes. But I don't blame the documentaries, you know, because the news does that every day. The news is always there. The difference is the demographic of people who may be watching just the documentaries on Netflix might not always be watching the news. But if you're following, you know, all these kind of accounts on on Instagram or you're on Twitter, you're just seeing what's happening, bad things that are happening around the world, you realise it's not just the documentaries, you're you're consuming it every day in other in other ways. Like there's a platform for everything, right? So I don't yeah, I don't really agree with people who just say like, oh it's the documentaries, documentaries. Nah, it's everywhere. Unfortunately it's everywhere. Yes, the documentaries are adding to it because you know of course it does hit a certain type of demographic a certain market where people who may not be watching the news who do have these wayward thinking or who just aren't yeah yeah I don't know what I'm going with that but they're just yeah just a bit something I don't I have so many words to use in my mind but I realize in this in this day and age so many words are just cancelled <laughs> the community is always cancelling things so I don't really know where to go sometimes um but no it just ugh, this day and age if you're consuming things in a different way you might still act on it so people are saying like oh yeah it's like hitting a certain demographic of people who it's it's basically giving them ideas, giving them new ideas. But no, like, yeah, I get it, I get it. I I see it's, it's valid, it's a valid point. But don't get me wrong, people are still doing that and getting it from the news. People are getting that from reading books, fiction or non-fiction. People are doing that anyway. Before these documentaries are out, who do you think are, who do you think these documentaries are made about? It wasn't about people who are watching documentaries. So, yeah, like, I don't really, I don't really agree with that point. Too, too toughs. But, that's it, that's it. That's that on that. I'm going to move on to other topics now. Um, it seems that... <laughs> I read a tweet that actually made me die. Die of laughter. So, it says, and I'm just going to read it, this is by at Tastefully Saucy. It says, my little sister is reading a book. She put it down and cried and looked at me like, I want to fall in love. I don't want to be lonely for life. How have you been able to do this for this long? (laughs) Let me just go to sleep. (laughs) That's how the tweet ended. And you know what? That's actually too, too, too funny. But let's just talk about loneliness for a little bit. I think people, maybe my generation, we underestimate how much, like, the feeling of loneliness can take over people. And I guess now that we're young and we're, like, still with our age mates 
Oh, where's my... Oh, oh, there we go. Sorry, I was looking for my remote. Um, We're still with our age mates who are also similar age, who aren't settled down, who are, you know, still able... We're all able to go out. What am I saying? But they're just... You know, there's a different level of going out when you're when you're attached and when you're not. I think that's just what I've seen anyway. Um, but, like, you know, there's people who are just more available in that sense because they don't have an attachment to someone else where they have to or where they feel like, oh, let me just check in. It's not like you have to, but it's like, um, it's just you being you, right? Um, similar to when you lived at home, like, you couldn't just w- run up in your house at, you know, godless hours of the night because you knew your parents were there or something. Um, nah, I guess that's not everyone, too. This is just me making a generalisation. But I'm just talking about loneliness in general. I feel like when you're older, like, much, much, much older, and let's say you're, all your friends, they have their their families, um, they have their grandchildren, they have blah, 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 blah. And if you don't have friends who either bring you in or are in a similar situation to yourself, it can get lonely. And I feel like people are just reducing that so much. Um, And I feel like that's actually why a lot of parents in the African culture, specifically Nigerian, um, want their Pekin to get married because they just feel like, ah, oh, they don't want them to go through life by themselves, and yada, yada, yada. Look, that's not everyone's reason. <laughs> yeah, that's not everyone's reason. But for some people that I've heard personally, that has been their reason. Um, because they don't want them to, yeah, like, go through life by themselves, be lonely later on. Um, maybe that's even just the westernised Nigerians. Maybe that's not, that's not, like, the Nigerian way. I don't really know. I just heard it from people who are Nigerian. That's all I can say. Um, So, yeah, like, it gets me into, like, this two-phase of mind because I understand, like, independence, 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 strong, independent person, right? But then I feel like it can't be knocked down in terms of some people who do get together. It's not, like, their ideal situation. It's probably not their ideal uh maybe their marriage may not be the most ideal relationship but they feel like they've gotten older and they just feel like I mean they might just be selling I mean well that's what I'm describing um but yeah like they don't they don't mind at that point because they don't want to live life alone anymore they they're tired of that they've done that enough and I don't feel like people talk on that point enough either because it, it is harder, it can be harder sometimes, um, no, not that it is harder, it just can be harder sometimes, especially in this economy, sometimes you do need those two salaries to get the house that you want, <laughs> of course, you can actually just work your way up by yourself, and just get the house you want anyway, and that's all what, Piriana, I'm joking, um, but, yeah, like, why is it people don't talk about the feeling of loneliness enough? Like, there's this always a uh, boss, I don't know, like, for women, boss babe, independent, hyper-independence, all of that, right? But you don't hear the opposite, like, oh, actually, I just, 
I just want someone to be there for me. Actually, I just, yeah, I just want that. And that's fine. I feel like people feel they can't say that. And maybe that's the community we've we've formulated for ourselves. I feel like we should be able to say that freely. Like, yeah, I've done this whole, you know, I've done this by myself thing enough. I'm okay. I, I, I'm happy with myself. I don't still need to be learning and going through that whole learning myself. I'm going to change tomorrow. I'm still going to change. I can't be learning myself just for the rest of my life by myself. I can learn while I'm with someone. What's up with that? Because that's how I believe my marriage is anyway. Because I don't know myself fully. I know myself to today. But I could change. I will change. So we are always evolving. Therefore, you can. And if you're with someone, naturally, you would be growing with them. Some people grow apart. Some people go further together. Some people grow stagnantly. But it still works out. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's not bad you shouldn't feel bad saying like I feel lonely actually or I have moments where I feel a bit lonely um or like oh I I would really just like someone someone to check up on me someone to feel like they're there for me but not in like just a normal platonic way I would like someone more than that I would like someone in a you know that sort of relationship sort of way but that's it though I don't feel like loneliness should be this whole taboo thing that I feel my generation are making it out to be um because I don't really hear people maybe that's just the things I'm listening to maybe they're out there talking about girl it's okay we're here for each other all that kind of stuff I just want to promote that sort of communication between us you know woman to woman woman to man man to man non-binary to non-binary all of their good stuffs um all right anyway my family gonna probably still keep on screaming I don't know how much you heard or didn't hear them scream I heard a lot personally but I'm gonna close off soon the last thing I want to say is at some point within the next year I'm gonna give the lowdown like the absolute nitty-gritty lowdown of my wedding because I don't feel like people understand <laughs> my level of frugal <laughs> and how much I was able to get things for. Ciao. I did. I think I did well. And in, in hindsight, that was not the plan. Initially, nah. I'll talk about this in that podcast whenever I whenever I record that episode. But just in brief, in summary. I didn't actually go into the planning of that wedding thinking that would be my white wedding. And then it was. And then I was just economically, economically, wow. Economics, Kelly's, right? Um, (laughs) But I was just very savvy. In the end, apparently I was. Some people call it frugal, some people call it savvy. I prefer to think I'm the latter, okay? (laughs) Alright, thank you guys for listening. As always, don't forget to use the hashtag loudedpodcast. Um, Side note, if you guys know people who are good, decorators, yada, 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 for baby showers, anything that can help with baby shower-related topics, games, um, anything, anything, food, 
drinks, yada yada. Please reach out to me. You can find the handle Loud It Podcast on Instagram. Just DM me that way as well. Thank you guys. As mentioned, I'll speak to you guys next week, Monday. Bye.